the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to episode 169 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, we're going to be talking with Jake Alexander. Jake and I actually worked together many years ago. Uh, he's a long-term resident here in Costa Rica and host of the uh, infamous Bizspirations uh, show. So it's a show where he talks to people who choose to pursue kind of their passion or that lingering business idea in the back of their head here in Costa Rica. So people that have actually just kind of followed their passion or started a business down here in Costa Rica, which I think is probably very relevant for a lot of you uh, down here. And we get to kind of hear his feedback having uh, kind of, uh, I would say, done a lot of those uh, those uh, interviews. So it should be great. So and also, you know, just about his uh, advice on investing and living here in Costa Rica. He's been here for, for many years, owned his own uh, charter boat company, has bought land, developed land a little bit down here uh, and worked down here in Costa Rica as well. So we're going to be getting his input. Uh, thanks very much for everyone that's reached out to us um, about projects that they've got going on or help that they needed. I know that we're working with a lot of you and helping a lot of you. Um, we've got quite a few things going on at the moment. I think we're kind of seeing a bit of a slowdown, which is normal this time of year. I think the next coming months, kind of November, December, January, February, March, are really going to be indicative, I think, of what this year is going to look like. According to my calendar, very busy, uh, but we'll see. I think there's a lot of product on the market. So we'll see if a lot of that product actually sells. We're seeing a little bit of some price reductions here as well, mainly on stuff that I think was overpriced anyway. Um, we've actually just uh, got under contract a property in Manuel Antonio, where we're going to build luxury tree houses. That's our fund that's basically bought that and it's going to develop that. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, but remember, you can reach out to us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. But let's get straight into the podcast with Jake. Good afternoon, Jake. How are you doing? Hey, Richard. Good afternoon. I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good, man. No, not at all. I've... Uh, been watching uh, eagerly as you've uh, been recording the uh, Bizpirations, I hope I'm saying it right, uh, show that you guys have where you basically interview people, you know, trying, I suppose, following their passions or that niggling business that they have. And uh, kudos to you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Uh, absolutely. It really kind of shows the people who went from their typical status quo job into something that they've always wanted to do. And season one, we're showcasing people right here in Costa Rica. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me just jump straight into it and we'll get a bit into that later, I'm sure. But I mean, you know, with world economies somewhat stalled, you know, kind of real estate prices, you know, sliding a little bit, I would say in most, I know definitely the UK, the US as well in some areas. I mean, what are you seeing happening here in Costa Rica, Jake? I mean, people are still buying and selling. Um, just for example, I live in a gated community with 20 homes and up until I Two years ago, there were 10. Yep. So the past two years have been built out the other side of the community here, and every home is spoken for. Wow. With, with the latest transaction as of uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, while it's not, you know, red hot, crazy prices that it once was, there's still a lot of transactions going on here. Why do you think that a lot of transactions are happening, Jake? What do you think are the things that are that, that are that are pushing that market to, you know, to, I mean, basically to have those people continue to buy real estate, where in the rest of the world, you know, it's not moving as hot? 
Yeah, well, I think just in general, you know, if you want to have a foreign asset, um, Costa Rica is a pretty safe place for it, um, which I lay claim to like the stability of the government. Um, this is a place where you don't have to worry about the government coming and knocking on your door and all of a sudden your property is theirs. Yep. And uh, it's a very popular tourist destination. You know, I'd say the majority of the people who did buy those other 10 are looking to do some sort of short-term, mid-term rental in them. Yep. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, like, it's just such a strong vacation rental market here because we're not building hotels like gangbusters. It's so difficult now to get permitting to build a hotel. You know, that the demand, I mean, again, this year, I think it's what, like 2.5 million visitors will visit Costa Rica. It'll be the busiest year yet. But there aren't really that many new hotel rooms coming online. So a lot of that is being gobbled up by vacation rentals and the demand is still very strong. And in your area of the country, Mamel Antonio, I mean, it's some of the strongest vacation rental occupancy, you know, in, in the country. Yeah, and there's just not, uh, you need a lot of dirt, you need a lot of water and a lot of resources for a hotel. Yep. But if you can put a home up here, I mean, the, the amount of resources you need is significantly less. The barrier to entry is significantly less. Yep. And if you can find a reputable property manager, you have someone that's you know is looking after your asset as opposed to, I mean, you you've done the hotel game, you know. Yep. It's, it's not it's not it's not as simple as finding a property manager. No, no, it's not. It's a chainsaw juggling act, as I like to say. So yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean the the interesting thing is is if you can cash flow pretty decently a vacation rental here, I mean it's a plus for reselling your business as well. Meaning. The next buyer that comes in, if you've just made their job easier of like, oh, okay, you're already making a six, 7% return. Like this is pretty, and the logic is there behind the emotion, as I like to say. Yeah. If you can, uh, if you can tie, you know, a history of returns to an investment, uh, it definitely makes it that much easier as opposed to being the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Jake, how long have you been here in Costa Rica now? Uh, so I first came here. In 2010, uh, to visit uh, these Costa Ricans that I used to do tree work with in Connecticut. Yep. And then uh, came down here after college for a couple months. And then I uh, was going back and forth. I'd say, you know, full time here about five, five, six years now. Wow. I mean, what would you say was the biggest challenge for you of moving and living here? It, Getting in with the <clears throat> with like the Pura Vida vibe and culture for someone who's like very punctual and on time and things get done today, not manana, yep. or if something breaks, it's not Pura Vida. Or you know, it's uh, that that takes a little getting used to. And even um, if anyone's ever like tried to open up a bank account here, you know, you go into the office with all the paperwork that they tell you. And then you think you're good to go. And then they're like, okay, and now I need you to bring me this. And you're like, but didn't we go over all the things I was going to need? Yeah. So that, that, that takes a little getting, uh, getting used to for sure. And I think for some people, it is the death of their dream in Costa Rica. And for others, if you can adapt to it and kind of ebb and flow as the tide goes, you'll, you'll make it. 
what have been what have been the things that you were like when you travel back to the states or whatever that you really miss like the things that you really appreciate about costa rica oh that i appreciate about here uh, i'd say it doesn't feel materialistic here uh, and maybe it's just because in Manuel Antonio there isn't like a target or it's not that easy to get packages sure like i can order something on amazon send it to miami pay a bunch of money to have a show up at the marina yeah but i think what i what i've noticed like walking around the states is there's just a lot of stuff for sale and uh and here at least in capos memo antonio yeah you can walk down the street and find things but it's not so much like pushed in your face yeah i mean i think here is nobody really cares if you have a rolex watch or you're wearing the ladies clothes like you kind of stick out and look like a bit of an idiot sometimes when you're doing that stuff like you look like a tourist yeah like you're you're better off like you know don't don't draw attention to yourself Yep. As opposed to, you know, in the States, like you, you want to be flashy. Like you take the, that like Miami South Beach mentality to here. And I mean, you're just putting a target on your back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's change gears here to, to, to kind of investment uh, a little. I mean, do you think Costa Rica is a good place to invest? And I mean, what investments have you made here? Yeah, I think, I think it's a great place to invest. I think it helps if you are here. Yep. Um, but you know, for example, and you, and you need to be, you don't need to be, but it helps to be a little, uh, risk adverse and find people that you trust to get, to put you in a good spot. Um, for example, I bought a lot in a gated community in Manuel Antonio that didn't have any water. And for people listening, if you don't have water, you're not getting a building permit. You're not building your house. And it's going to be difficult to resell it. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. So, you know, I have a realtor that I know here uh, that I trust and people in the community that were working on the water project to get it done. So I had faith that, you know, while it didn't have water, chances are that eventually would have water. And, you know, through a contact of yours, was able to source uh, a concession to be able to use the stream behind the house. And now actually got water uh, a couple days ago, but that was, a, you know, we're talking about two years later down the road. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of value um, it's, we'll see what it sells for, but we're talking almost potentially doubling the initial investment. I love to find land that doesn't have water go out there with a hydrologist and find the, the water source. Because as soon as I get it again, the value of the property doubles immediately, you know? Yeah. Because I have, I go from cattle land to now having a place where I can put a luxury home on it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I had, I did that property and then really because that one was just kind of getting perpetually pushed into the future again, kind of with that, go with the flow it's not happening overnight um in the community where i live uh there was a lot that came up for sale and i ended up buying that and building which building here is a whole process in itself but 
the thing that made it really work for me was that I lived 50 meters down the street. If yep. that. Yep. So, you know, I could walk over if they had a question, they'd come knock on my door. Whereas if someone isn't here, there's tremendous value in having a project manager that is not the builder. Yep. So, you know, I'm sitting here in my, again, Evan flow. This house was supposed to be done uh, June 15th. We didn't really move in until uh, August something. And that was like without kitchen cabinets or anything. Those eventually came. We're still working on the house. And I think the final end date will be December 7th. At least you'll be in it for Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah you're in it. Will, you're in it. But it'll be, be finished by Christmas. Yep. Yeah, it'll be finished by then. Um, I won't be in the country, but it'll be done. Uh, it'll be done by then. And But... You know, even that that building process is not what is traditional <clears throat> in the U.S., where you can build on a contract price. But, for example, with my builder, we did it on square footage. Yep. And he would send me a handwritten list of everything that he needed. I would take that list, forward it to Konstru Plaza's WhatsApp. They would send me back a CSV file. And upload that into my cart on Kongshuplaza.com and put the order in. And then the truck shows up on Friday with like hopefully everything that was written down. Because wow, you if they don't <laughs> you were in the weeds on that construction, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that's that's just how you know it and it works. Yep. But again, if you don't have a project manager here doing it for you. Like it's got to be you and you really got to keep eyes on your assets. Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. You know, I mean, we constantly clean up construction project messes or yeah, you know, and I mean, it's project management really, you know, 101 and not everyone in construction is great at project management, unfortunately, you know, and cost controls. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, where do you think the opportunity currently lies to invest in Costa Rica? So... Uh, funny ask that. So I was just in Golfito last weekend and I don't know if it's rumors, if it's true, but supposedly Marriott came in and is developing that marina to its full extent. They are because they've got the enjoy group behind them. Yeah. So, so I think in Golfito there's opportunity. Um, there's also been talks of like another airport going in further South of Capos and kind of halfway in between. Um, so I, I think there's lots of opportunities south of Capos and Memel Antonio, yep. whether it be Ocachal, um, you know, any of those kind of towns in between, especially if there's going to be another airport going in. Yep. And I, that, I think it's also a place where you'll find um, those lots that maybe don't have water yet, yep. but with the right resources, you can find it. You got to be, again, you got to be open to a little bit of risk. Yeah. I want to put all your, I want to put all your eggs in one basket, but if you can diversify a bit, I really see that Southern zone uh, really expanding between, like you said, with enjoy group behind Marriott at the Marina across the Bay, you have Botanica, which I think yep. is a Hilton property Yep. with that Marina there. So I think there's, we're going to see a lot of development down, down that Southern zone. 
I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, that airport, I, I'm just not sure whether it's ever going to get done. You know, I always say in Costa Rica, don't believe anything, you know, until you see it happen. You know, they were talking about the Le Mans International Airport the other day. And I was like, okay, who's pushing a project in Le Mans? Because I was like, there's not enough, you know, transit for international flights to Le Mans. Oratina, I could see. The Southern Zone, yes, I could see. But Le Mans, I don't know, you know, but... Who knows? But yeah, who knows? where are you going? Yeah, Puerto Viejo. Yeah, I mean, it's just not enough. Yeah, there's just not enough happening around there to put an international flight on. But well, let's talk about uh, Bispirations a little bit. I mean, again, you're interviewing people that are following their dreams, their passions, or have that niggling business idea in their head here. I mean. What trends are you seeing when you're interviewing people uh, that are that are working that have started businesses here in Costa Rica or followed their passion? Yes, I think a, a common theme is they they truly understand that go with the flow, and it takes time, and you can't rush it, and you can't get frustrated, and they all seem to be not looking for the next big thing, but kind of they get to a point and then they're like, okay, what else can I do to enhance my business? Yep. Uh, and then also they're very open to like advising and helping others. I think that's a very common theme that I've found with these people. Um, prime example, Brad with Rika Freedivers, uh, he's had a number of students that have gone in through his instructor course. And then he, on top of that, teaches them free diving business economics. And now one of his students is opening up a store in Hako. He's got another student coming in, looking to open up one in the Sierpe Drake Bay area. And between those two and a couple other connections, all of a sudden a sport that was here, but not very um, spread out. Yep. I mean, you can find a free diving shop all the way down the Pacific coast of Costa Rica now. I mean, that's pretty cool. And it's something, you know, I do in my business. And, uh, I, you know, I was, it was weird that I was sat next to the uh, real estate and hospitality uh, head for FIFCO, the the, uh, the company that owns Reserva Conchao and the West in the W here and the, uh, and the um, brewery company. And he was like, Rich, if you want to come and see our desalination plant and everything that's going on, I'll show you exactly how it is and how we got from like 12 liters a second to 20 and what we had to do. And I was like, wow, a big company opening their doors to a desalination plant where they've spent $5 million, three years tweaking it, will give me the answer in two seconds of how to get, you know, of to increase my capacity by 50% in a desalination plant. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they want to help. They they want yeah. to help. They don't they don't see it as competition. It's everyone's helping each other. I, I mean, I think that that's the thing. Community is big in Costa Rica, but I think everybody understands of like no one's out to get everyone. Everyone's here to make a living. You know, have a family, create a community, and like again, if all tides rise, you know, if the tide rises, all boats rise. Yeah. So. I mean, what businesses do you think are missing here in Costa Rica? So I don't, there's none that really come to mind when you think of Costa Rica overall, but there are 
businesses that are not certain places. And I think Golfito is a perfect example of that. For uh, the, the catamaran tours are essentially money printing machines. Yep. And there isn't a like catamaran tour there yet. And maybe this isn't the time for it to be there. But there will be a time when a catamaran tour will absolutely crush out of the Golfito Marina. Yep. And when that time comes, like I would want to be that person. Look, I mean, I think most businesses don't just rocket source as soon as they've started. I mean, you can take a look at Calypso, which has been around for probably like 30 years, you know, the Calypso catamaran tour. But if you're the first guy, usually the first guy wins. You yeah. Know, but you better be willing to take your licks for the first mm-hmm. couple of years while you get that set up. But I think, yeah, so I think that's really kind of the opportunities that are out there. Um, or even like I was mentioning with the free diving. It what there wasn't a physical location in Hako. Well, now there is. Yep. So if you can find a place, if you can find a business that's working well in another area of Costa Rica, chances are it'll work well where you would like to be if the volume of people is there. Yeah. Well, Jake, this has been great. My last question for you. I mean, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in and why? So I would uh, I would diversify. I don't know if I would do business. Um, I've done business here and it's, uh, you just, you know, smile and shake your head. It's, I would go for the real estate, um, spread it out, check out the Southern zone, um, work with a realtor that I know and trust, work with someone like you and, you know, diversify that por- portfolio of 500K into some risky, less risky, et cetera, up and down that risk scale to to get the best return. Cool, cool. Well, Jake, really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the podcast. I think I'll put all the uh, the contact details for you and Vispirations link in the, uh, in the description down below. But uh, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was nice to catch up. Awesome. Have a great day. You too. Great interview there from uh, Jake. We didn't touch him, but Jake actually ran a fishing charter business with multiple boats for many years. And I think that that's when you saw his comment of running a business here can be complicated, which it can be. Um, You know, I'm just a I'm always a big believer in that, you know, a business is only as good as the people in it. So just make sure that you have great people and always hire for people that are going to fit inside that culture of that business. So and I think anyone that works with us and kind of understands that, um, you know, of like, you know, our culture is that we love to have fun, but we like to get things done here. So uh, so anyway, but, uh, you know, great podcast there. Jake's very, very passionate about Bispirations, about interviewing individuals here that have followed their passion and started their businesses. I'll put all the links down. Down there in the description down there if you want to watch them as well they're very very entertaining and and you might learn some things from them as well because he travels all over the country interviewing people and releases it every single every two weeks so uh, as i said very passionate and very high quality of production as well much 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 better than this anyway put it that way um 
this is this bad just again his is like tv star quality but i hope you've enjoyed uh listening to us here on the podcast guys if you've enjoyed it please give us five stars share it with people um just give us your comments reach out to us anything you're doing in costa rica and need any advice uh we've spoken to a lot of you you can contact us info at investingcostarica.com that's info at investingcostarica.com i wish more people would chat with us before doing anything here in costa rica again not going to charge you anything if we can help you maybe we can find a way to work together if we can't don't worry i as many of you have known i will give out contacts uh, i'm a believer that again when the uh, tide rises all boats rise as i said in the podcast so any help that you need and you'll find a lot of that in costa rica people aren't very you know closed doors it's very open doors here um, and i mean that literally of like my door is always open to my house and my neighbors are constantly walking in and out of it but that's the beauty of living here as well as the community so but anyway i hope you've enjoyed this podcast if you have uh, please give us a great review until the next one we'll see you later bye the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica 